It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome to Money for Lunch. Man, I am so glad you're here. Uh, This week I've been talking about the fact that, hey, we only have about 90 days before Halloween and only about 147 days, something like that, before Christmas. And uh, anyway, we're big fans of both of those, uh, and I've already got my costume picked out. But it's just, you know, I don't know about you, but time has flown by this year. All right. Quote of the day. Let's get it started. Quote of the day from Jeffrey Katzenberger. Jeffrey Katzenberger, a big-time Hollywood executive, mogul, um, DreamWorks, one of the owners of DreamWorks. You shouldn't be fearful of starting over. Boom. It's very simple and very true. You shouldn't be fearful of starting over. Jeffrey Katzenberger, Katzenberg, and uh, not Berger, but Katzenberg, who uh, has started over a few times. Um, Anyway, I'm glad you're here, and I am excited. I'm being joined today by Mary Ellen Vernon. Uh, Mary Ellen Vernon first launched Fresh Produce with her husband selling unique T-shirts in the parking lot of the L.A. Coliseum during the 84 Olympics. Now, after 35 years, Fresh Produce continues to bring fun and color to customers by celebrating life by the beach with its resort-inspired clothing. Mary Ellen Vernon, welcome to Money for Lunch. Hi, Bert. Thank you much for having me on your show. I appreciate what you do every day. Well, thank you so much. Okay, so you know, you and I were talking about the show. I mean, talking before the show uh, about my uh, experience of finding your stores, and, and I'm so excited that you're here. I gotta ask you, with the name like Fresh Produce, how did you guys come up with that name and say, "Yeah, that's the name we want for our clothing store"? Well, like you said, um, we started this brand basically at the Summer Olympics in 1984, and we had a successful two weeks of selling our product. What stood out from the other vendors was our color. You know, it was aquas, blues, pinks, and yellows, and everyone else was more patriotic, red, white, and blue. So after the two weeks, we had sold $40,000 worth of T-shirts, and nice. we thought, man, we've got to quit our job and start <laughs> something with this. And so at that time, it was my boyfriend, but now my husband. We both quit our jobs and put bright colored prints on T-shirts. Well, over time, we realized we have something here. People were liking. Women were liking what we were doing. So after a day of peddling shirts on the coast, we just said we need to, like, take a break. And we started – we had a beer, and we just started talking about what is it that we're creating. And the word fresh kept showing up, kept showing up. And then we're saying fresh product. No, that's stale. That doesn't feel right. And so we kept coming back around to the words fresh produce, and we thought, well, it's catchy. That's one thing for sure. It's catchy, and it's stuck. And I have to say those first couple of years, 
you know, the customers, we'd get these calls for the carrots, bananas, and actual fruits and vegetables <laughs> more often than we did for our own clothing line. So in the beginning, you're going, oh, man, did we push it too far? But here we are 35 years later. That is funny. Yeah, yeah, and I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. You could you could totally see uh, that's what happened to me. It's uh, uh it is, yeah, it's funny, but it's amazing. 35 years, and you launch this thing uh, at the Coliseum there at the parking lot. So, okay, so so let's let's back up a little bit. You and Tom and ha- are hanging around, and one of you guys said, "Hey, you know what? Let's see what we let's sell some T-shirts there during the Olympics at the Coliseum." And uh, so, so talk about how the idea. How, how did this? conversation how did all this come about just selling the t-shirts at first well first hindsight's a beautiful thing I was in seventh grade where my when I was 12 years old and my mom told my sis twin sis and I you're taking sewing lessons this summer and we were devastated like that sounded like the worst thing you could do in your summer well what it did by the end of the year end of the summer you realize with a flat piece of fabric, you could create something beautiful and meaningful. And I have to say, it ignited something in me in seventh grade. Then I went on to college and studied fashion design. Then here we are in 84 in in L.A. We live in an apartment. Our neighbor comes down the hall and says, do you guys have anything you could sell? We could split a booth at the Olympics. And so Tom had been printing T-shirts for YMCAs, and I was in the fashion world. So we said, well, let's just do T-shirts and print some things on it. And the booth, I I like to share these moments because people often ask, do you think it's luck or hard work that creates, you know, a meaningful business? And I think it's both because, one, we're in L.A. at a time like that. Then the booth was going for $5,000. We didn't have it. So we went the day before and said, will you take $1,500? They took it. So... Every day, we would sell T-shirts all day, buy more T-shirts, print more T-shirts in our friend's apartment, and cycle that for two weeks. And so, you know, it ultimately came from nuggets of our past. And then when the Olympics were over, like I said, it was like, we've got to do something with this. People are liking what we're doing. Yeah. And at, at this point, both you and Tom had other jobs. Yes, Tom was. And go ahead. Well, I was just going to say myself. I was an assistant designer at a clothing company, and he was selling T-shirts to YMCA's. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I love that. I love. It. Okay. So, so uh, your first. Uh, this is your first venture, right? As far as opening up. A retail establishment, or, or let me back up. Let me back up. So here you are. You sold you sold forty thousand dollars of the t-shirt. Now you and Tom have committed to hey, we're going to do this full time. Uh, and did you start with the retail store, or did you start selling uh, kind of like what Tom was doing, selling t-shirts to YMCA? Is he now like your lead salesperson? Talk about how you go from the the uh, Coliseum parking lot or whatever to the next step, what was it? Yeah, that's 
That's a good question, Bert. So we're living in Long Beach, California, so we decided, like, let's just hit every single beach along the coast, and we would name drop it Newport Beach, La Jolla, and we would just peddle these T-shirts, go knocking on boutique doors, just try it, you know, try 12 pieces. And ultimately what happened is these customers started letting these boutiques know, we like what's happening here. And so the numbers would become 144 of a T-shirt or 288. And then a big nugget, which are still out there that I always like to make sure and share, are trade shows. We did a West Coast trade show, and then we took the Red Eye to New York and did the uh, New York trade show. I mean, that's Ah. a good story in itself we stayed at the downtown ymca and when we're at the trade show everybody's like so where are you you know how when you're in new york everyone's always like where are you staying you know what are you eating and we're like ah it's a good location up the hill i can't remember the name can you tom um so but the northeast like we thought we were going to be a california only brand and the northeast customer you know, you're thinking of New York, New Jersey, and there's a lot of grays and blacks that they traditionally wear, but they really, really appreciated the color that Fresh Produce had to offer. Yeah, I like that. All right. Um, so these trade shows that you went to are what kind of trade shows? Are they, uh, in other words, are they B2B type trade shows? Are they consumer type trade shows? Yeah, good question. They're B2B. And so, you know, Nordstrom's was there all the way down to your smallest boutique. And at some point, um, Nordstrom's caught, or fresh produce caught the attention of Nordstrom's. So for years, they represented the brand uh, of fresh produce. And I have to say, you know, that was one moment that put our uh, brand on the map. And then about 10 years into our brand, building we were like the stores do a nice job that we're selling to of of representing our brand but we had a different vision in mind so we opened our first store with a college roommate in Laguna Beach California the second store in Sarasota Florida and uh, today we have 16 of retail stores but I think are having at that moment uh built out some retail stores, it allowed us to share the brand as uh, as we imagined it. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Uh, so when you and Tom started out, did you guys have like some, a bunch of set goals and ideas and a vision of this is where we're going to take the brand? Talk about those, that startup goals and visions there in the beginning. And I've I've listened to many of your shows and I enjoy it and I've I've heard one that, you know, be as specific about your goal as possible, which I truly appreciate now. But I have to say when we were twenty five years old, we had zero money. We had <laughs> We had a dream, but it was a big picture dream. Like I moved from Kansas to California to like make it in fashion. But uh, I just remember Tom would be going to the banks trying to get a loan and they're like, we need your business plan. And we're like, we don't have time for a business plan. And uh, we got lucky, this banker, a Chinese banker, we'd been banging on doors and he liked 
our phone number and our address had a lot of eights, and in the Chinese culture, eight is lucky. So he said, I'm coming Very down lucky. to see what you guys are up to, right? Yeah. And he said, I'm coming down to see what you guys are all about. And he was like somebody worthwhile at the bank, and he went and pitched it and said, these kids don't look good on paper, but let's give them a shot. Everything else looks good. Hard working, whatever, right? So again, sure, luck, yeah. hard work. Yeah. Well, and, and again, yeah, that, that's a perfect example of hard work meeting luck. If you guys were not persistent and knocking on doors, you would not have met that banker and True. Not, would not gotten to the money or the financing that you needed. So the fact that you stuck with it and knocked everywhere – Left, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, left no uh, no stone unturned, so to speak. Um, okay, so I want to talk about uh, uh, the pop-up stores or uh, pop-ups uh, thing that we're seeing quite a bit now. I mean, I, I, I talked about Halloween in the very be- the very beginning, and every year there's a bunch of pop-up Halloween stores that, you know, they're just there for two or three months and then they're gone. And you're kind of a big believer that there's that pop-up stores are a great way to connect with consumers. Talk about this. I, I think it's just a fresh way to present your brand. Um, you know, East Hampton was a perfect place for us to have our inaugural brand. Again, that customer put us on the map. So it's our way to say thank you to a lo- our loyal customer and then connect in a more targeted way. So within these pop-ups, you have opportunity to explore new ways of presenting yourself. Um, I think, you know, what we're learning in retail, and we've been doing this a long time, so it's our responsibility to our brand and to our customer to continue to look at things that reignite or reengage her. And there's been a study out there that, quote, customer experience will overtake price and product as the key brand differentiated by differentiator by the year 2020. And that is so true. E-com has grabbed a large percentage of our business um, for all of us, but it's important to be able to touch her, you know, uh, you know, come in, feel the product. And I think the biggest nugget I feel as we move forward in this life of ours is the human connection. So we are creating another moment for her to get close to the brand and get close to the people that care about the customer and representing the brand every day. Yeah. 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 Because um, what's interesting, and I think people, forget this, uh, you know, w- with all our technology and you mentioned e-com and all that other stuff is that ultimately it is about that human connection. And if you can't make that human connection, there is no software, there is no website, there is no technology that's, that's going to be able to help you if you cannot connect with your customers. And, and, and that's it. And I think that there's a lot of people that forget that, that it's still – that human connection is still necessary. I'm a passionate, passionate believer in connection and community. And while I respect all the, you know, learnings and growth and opportunities that technology affords us at the heart of it is each of us as individuals and we need that connection. So that's what put this brand on the map. 
that we uh, they they felt an emotional connection. This brand, like you said early on, you know, it's about life by the beach or bringing the leisure of beach life to every day. And then what I found way young and has continued to show, you know, prove true is color. I've had customers, you know, cry having worn blacks and beiges their whole life, and they'll come up when you go in these stores, and it's. They're just like, they literally cry and say, you don't know what this brand has done to get me seen. Like I used to walk the halls at work or just through life. And color touches an emotion and brings brings people towards you, which allows you to be your better self. So I'm just passionate about the need for us to, like, you know, connect. All right. It, it just for our listeners, the the best website to go and see your product is freshproduceclothes.com. Is that right? Yes, Fresh Produce Clothes, and then on Instagram, Fresh Produce Now, on Twitter, Fresh Produce Now, and like you said, we have a pop up in East Hampton right now where we're just saying thank you and celebrating the season. And yeah, as we I like evolve. That. Go ahead. Right. And um, I just, I guess I just want to say that, you know, this brand has been, you know, allowed to exist for 35 years with hard work and a customer base that appreciates it. And we would like to continue to evolve, take her from the beach to the city. Um, you know, we've got our heritage customer. We, she knows us, we know her, and now we're exploring the needs of, you know, the next generation of women. Um, you know, I have aspirations beyond the product. Um, talk with women entrepreneurs or empowering women. So there, as we evolve, there will be more depth than um, a pretty dress. And so the East Hampton pop-up is just one flare, one nugget of excitement that we want to share as this brand evolves. Sure. And so let's talk about that. So besides the pretty dress or the pretty clothes, what do you see? What are some of the things that you're now, I guess, writing down, some of your goals that that you're either going to expand into or expand the company into? Right. So um, there's a few ways of doing it. The garment industry is notorious for creating a lot of excess, right? Mm. So – for our 35th birthday, we created out of the scraps, you know, headscarves, neck scarves, um, scrunchies that you put in your hair, all to be more responsible in that lane. And then we'll continue to explore um, fabrics that are more sustainable. You know, tensile comes from the bark of trees or polyester being recycled. So as we evolve, we want to, like, look at that lane and participate more thoughtfully. And then, as I mentioned, it's primarily a women's brand. We can be louder and prouder about celebrating women at every age, every stage um, in their life and empower them. Sure. No, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I I am blessed to have – five kids. Uh, my wife and I, uh-uh. uh, uh, have been blessed with, uh, two boys and three girls. And it's, 
one of the things that as as a as a male, I did not realize the obstacles that our female counterparts have to deal with on a regular basis. And it's gotten better, and I think it'll continue to get better. But you know, it, it is, and unless you unless you are uh, unless you are a man who's really you know who's listening to your spouse or or has a daughter. You're, you're just not aware of the sometimes the obstacles that females have to deal with in the day-to-day workplace. It's incredible sometimes. I, I know. I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was trying to emphasize to her husband, you know, an experience she had. And they both kind of came to the conclusion that this man at this certain age hasn't really experienced any of the lack of empowerment that we women have experienced. And I don't say that weekly. From a week standpoint, I say it from an opportunity standpoint. And I I, want to share, when we started this company about, you know, it started growing, and about probably three years in, we're getting more employees than we ever imagined. And Tom and I are looking at each other like, we've never managed employees. We just had an idea. I mean, isn't that (laughs) – typical entrepreneur it's like oh shit oh sorry um so so we went to like a two-day off-site management course right quote unquote we go and it's the two of us and one man in the front of the room teaching us how to manage people better well after one day i got in the car and i started bawling crying and Tom's like, what? And I said, that guy didn't ask me one question. He didn't acknowledge my existence. And Tom's like, well, why didn't you say something? I said, because look at me. I would have been so ineffective. I would have just started bowling. So the, ne- the second day he does the same thing, hardly sees I'm there. And so what I did is I wrote a letter to him, and I just said, do me a favor and ask your female employees if they've experienced anything I felt in these last two days. Well, he came back in about a week later and just thanked me and said, my employees said exactly what you said, and I am now taking a workshop on how to empower women in the workplace. So I guess I always want to get it. Like we women, we have our own responsibility. We don't want to lean back. We want to lean in and say we have an opportunity here. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's – it is amazing, and so, uh, oh my goodness, it's just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave all that stuff for, for another episode, but it is happening slowly but surely, uh, and, and we're seeing, you know, more and more, uh, what do you call it, opportunities and successes in that. Um, I want to talk about um, the, the, let's say, uh, ethos, if you will, uh, behind Fresh Produce uh, Company. Is there a certain ethos there? Is there a certain uh, mantra that that you guys tend to uh, revolve around? Yes, I think each of us out in the world, you know, some people respond to mountains, some people respond to the desert. From as as early as I can remember, the beach has been my language. And so we just like to paraphrase or phrase it as the fresh produce brand is all about 
life by the beach, or bringing the leisure of beach life to everyday life through fashion. And I say that somewhat practice, but that's what we're doing. Our, our clothing is comfortable, wearable, and the colors, we garment dye everything. And what that does is it just kind of gives a sun-washed or a beach-worn look. And then, you know, as I mentioned you know, the brand ethos with the color, it brings out, you know, it delivers happiness or a, a, a positive way to self-express. And the ease and comfort of our clothes really do, and this isn't um, anything more than reality. It's like we just want to celebrate, every, you know, women at every right. stage, every size, every age. We're not trying to be too trendy. We like to be on trend, and we like to, you know, keep a lane open for her to and what I realized early on is women have a hard time putting the look together so if we can make it easy for her that's just one less thing she has to think about in the day yes yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are yes. you thinking of your three daughters and your wife <laughs> yes yes I am um <laughs> you know it is uh uh uh, I, I was going to say sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to say that sometimes. I got unfortunately, you. I got yeah. You. Well, <laughs> what happens is this. This is what I've noticed is that because of the societal BS that women have gone through and continue to go through, uh, they think way too much about how I'm going to look, where am I going to go, how should I dress. Uh, you know, I have, for example, I'm in the gym at 530 in the morning, and there are women in that gym who are working out hard, who are extremely strong, and, you know, they are just working out as hard as any male in that gym, and in some yeah. cases even more uh, – However, what I've noticed is many of them have makeup on at 5.30 in the morning in a gym where everybody is sweating, and, and uh, we, we, we belong to a, a, a group, uh, group class. It's, it's a CrossFit class, and so we're all in there on a clock, and we're all just sweating and grunting and, and just trying to make it through this workout and and I just realized that some of the women coming into class have makeup on I'm going why why would you even waste this <laughs> why would you even do that <laughs> you know it off. Yeah, it's just like you know bless your heart that and, and you know and, and and I have to say this is what I've noticed it tends to be the older females in our group that take the extra time to put on makeup Versus the younger uh, females in our group, they just show up and, you know, everybody gets to work uh, and we all leave just completely trashed and all sweaty and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I tell my daughters, you don't always have to put on makeup. You know, you don't always have to worry about that. And, of course, I'm corrected. Because, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, sorry, Dad. Sorry about that. And, and so, <laughs> uh, 
But what it, do I think? I I think your CrossFit one that kicks you. So congrats on participating in that sport. <laughs> I know enough. I've done it enough to know what that feels like. And and you might have just painted an evolution of women. You know, the older women wearing the makeup and the younger less so. But I I think and I've been putting words on paper. So stay tuned. But it's all about empowering us from the inside out. And so yes. in time that makeup won't play the role that presents us in a way that we think is making us walk better. But I, I think it's a great little snapshot in the life of ours that just continues to remind us that we women should, st- like you said, physically they're powerhouse and we've got to continue to evolve the inner self to match what we're doing on the outside. And I think a lot of beauty is happening right now. And if each of us, you know, men too, right? You you know, yes. you know you have three daughters. You have a responsibility with us to exclaim it as we're exclaiming. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're right. I, I think it is. Uh, I, I'm glad you said that. Uh, it is a nice little snapshot. You can see what's happening and, and how things are trending. Um Mary Ellen, I've enjoyed our time together. And, and I, before you go, though, I want to talk about this. So again, uh, here you are. You and Tom started this from a, a booth at the Coliseum there, and it's transitioned into this uh, 35-year-old business. Do you have any memories, uh, specific memories of obstacles that almost made you want to quit? Did you ever come across something that you thought was just like, oh my gosh, how, how, how are we ever going to overcome this? Um, start with the money issue. Uh, you know, we borrowed from Tom's dad and from a best friend, but you know, that was a, a tough, precarious time. Um, the recession in 2008, oh my gosh, oh. all the, mom and pop shops, you know, struggled or went out of business and could have easily taken you down with it. Um, You're faced, whether it's through production issues or losing people, because it's your team that ultimately drives us every day. But there are so many obstacles, but there is two lenses. You can look at the obstacles as insurmountable and not try and climb over them or you can lay down and let them devastate you i think you want to have the spirit that okay you're giving us this one what are we going to do with it how are we going to turn it into uh, a forward momentum moment and look back on it and learn from it so yes you definitely hit obstacles along the path and you need to be smart and thoughtful and intuitive uh, to navigate your way to the forward. Yeah, absolutely. Mary Ellen, I cannot wait for your book to come out. And so when your book comes out, uh, hopefully uh, you'll think of us and we can uh, talk about your book and, and any other projects that you, you're working on. Love to have you back and talk some more. So, uh, Bert, a pleasure. Um, love to reconnect and good job to you and all that you're doing. It's a, a meaningful moment in this chapter of life of ours. So thank you for your work as well. Thank you so much. Mary Allen, we'll have you back again as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Okay. Be well.
All righty. Good stuff there from entrepreneur Mary Ellen Vernon. And you can check out Mary Ellen and her line of clothing at freshproduceclothes.com, freshproduceclothes.com. The way I came across Fresh Produce was I was – it was a hot day, and I'm at the I'm at the mall, and I wanted I wanted some fresh produce. Believe it or not, I just wanted something that would give me some energy, but I just wasn't in the mood to eat anything. And I thought, oh, you know, some fresh produce, you know, maybe uh, an apple or some celery, something like that, uh, that would give me some natural sugars and, and some hydration. So I type in my phone, fresh produce. The near I type in my phone, nearest fresh produce, <clears throat> and to my surprise, I was just um, a few hundred feet from fresh produce, and I thought, well, that's odd. I, I don't remember a fresh produce store at this mall. I'm, I'm following the directions, and I come to this place, and it's a, it's a clothing store for women called Fresh Produce. I just thought, wow, that's just crazy. i got to get this person on my show, and here she is, Mary Ellen Vernon. Check her out. Check out our clothing, freshproduceclothes.com. Please share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help as many people as possible uh, hear the story about how to build a brand, uh, how you can take a brand from, from what, from selling T-shirts at the Olympics to a 35-year-old business doing millions of dollars per year. As always, my friends, thank you so much. And remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.